Hey everybody, welcome in to episode 16 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. Hopefully everybody's having a good evening. We've got Chris here. John, how are you this week? Uh, good. Excellent. Mike is sounding really good this week. I hear yes. you've got a new uh, new mic to play with. Father's Day gift from my wife, of all people. Ooh, excellent. Nice Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. That is tomorrow. a little early, but uh, it's only three hey. hours early for us. Yeah, tomorrow it's Father's Day somewhere. Right, they're already <laughs> asleep. They're already asleep. They're so they're 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 going to wake up. It'll be Father's Day. So okay. <laughs> our, our listeners in Australia will have Father's Day, or probably not there. I think it's like actually mid July. Actually, it's so weird. I, I went to Australia, and the time difference—I never figured it. But it's like you flew there, and then it was l- earlier. I'm like, I don't get this, but it's 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 worth doing, but just confusing. All right, and Amazon warehouse vet, which I'm either gonna go with you are a veteran, or you took care of the animals, one or the other. No, there were no animals allowed. There was no living thing. It was a very depressed. Yeah, it's like like I have PTSD from I, I served for I think two terms, two months, and then like a seven month later. Um, yeah, it's a hellish place. Don't don't tell your friends to work there. <laughs> it's no fun. Duly noted. Well, hey, I think we'll uh, we'll jump right in, guys. I'm going to be candid. I have the baby with me tonight and i've got to go make a bottle so i'm going to go throw this off to john real quick and uh i'll catch back up with you in a little bit all right see you later by the way when he <laughs> says bottle he means a bottle of beer for himself so he can stand <laughs> that's he, feed the baby too chris god damn okay anyway so to start off this week's podcast we thought we would dip into a little bit of a nostalgia or I guess the better term would be some movies that stuck around for ridiculous reasons. And I guess the best way to explain that is to to explain mine. Out of all the movies I've ever watched, there's just one that one scene from one movie that has stuck around for years. And every time a pop culture reference. Can you? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh no, you're you, fine. Like, give, can you get like the year or the setup? But yeah, you you're going someplace. But just yeah, just those things that you in a movie and it just still pop into your just randomly, or you can just still picture it to this day. Like the things. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So the the movie in question was Batteries Not Included, and I know it wasn't a big box office movie or anything like that, um, but the 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 backstory was it was uh, little alien UFO saucers that came and started living with a family in New York and would fix stuff for them. Anyway, the scene in itself is when the main, I don't know if it was a protagonist, like I said, I, I had to look up the, the plot on uh, Wikipedia when I was trying to remember what the movie was even about. And the the main character or the main protagonist who was trying to befriend the the owners of the little apartment complex. I don't even think that's the right word. Anyway, 
he goes to try and make amends and they kind of or the the elderly lady that he's trying to make amends with just rejects it and he ends up throwing away um uh like a bouquet of flowers and some chocolates and in the what, trash in the trash yeah and for whatever reason that specific scene every time um you know it something goes to waste or something's not appreciated that scene always like hits me in the gut so just like is a, it like is it because I mean you work in the medical field is it more connected to your profession like you oh, see no. that okay so it has nothing to do with that no okay. no th- th- I mean this was a movie I saw when I was um, you know young and just people wasting like if you you don't finish your sandwich or if you throw away food like th- like wasting food is a sin like that kind of I mean and this movie came out in 1987 so you know I probably saw it early nineties when I was, you know, six or seven, something like that. And ever since that, I hate watching that movie before that scene, because every time I see that scene, it's just a gut punch. And I get that, that gut wrenching feeling. Yeah. It's weird. How like, uh, the deep emotional connection from like a childhood thing just kind of sticks with you. And I, I mean, I don't think there's any really rhyme or reason for it. It's just kind of like it, it, I don't know, it, there's that, it, it's a connection of your past, so it takes you back when, I don't know, maybe that was like your first big fear slash phobia weird thing, you know? Yeah, and that could be, very well be it. It's just, it's just weird to me that, you know, 30 years later, anytime I, I think of stuff like that, like, a gift not being liked or something like that. That's the thought that pops into my head is that movie scene. That's the reference you pull up. Yeah. Like, this is, it just, this, Oh, this is just like that. It just auto plays. And I'm like, I, I don't want to remember this. This is horrible. Stop. Well, it is it. And also too, I get a frustrated, like, I wish I could just like, you know, when you remove files on a computer, and you put it in the recycle bin. I wish I could remove stuff to free up space so I could obtain more new knowledge. Cause it's like, I'll remember the starting lineup of like the 1985 St. John's Redmond college basketball team for some reason, but somebody that I've met four times, I don't know what their name is. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, like I wish I could, fr- I feel like my brain is, my memory's almost, it's like full and I wish I could just clear up the clutter, just like files on your computer. No, I agree entirely because for me, it's always the dumb shit. Like, I'll Trivia, remember. The minutia. Yeah, what, what no, no, got? I'll just remember the, the absolutely stupidest, like, mistakes or things I did that, you know, I felt bad about. I'll remember that shit. But not the good times. Yeah. You don't, you don't, that, well, that's, no, I, I, I swear that, yeah. You, for some reason, in the mental Rolodex, you bring up the the negative more often than the positive, which is, a, I think, a bummer about the fact that that's true. And I think people just dwell on the negative, and that's sort of like, I think just social media is just like a magnifier. It just magnified that negative thinking where that draws that draws the algorithm. Negative, so if I show you stuff that you hate, you're going to stay on the computer longer 
and get mad. And it's just, it's like, it's, it's like a vortex of negativity. So it's hard to be, it's almost hard to be upbeat if you're any what connected to, to that. Oh, I would wholeheartedly agree. So what about you, Kirk? Any movies that draw on uh, the emotional strings there? Well, I, growing up, well, there's one that Labyrinth freaked me out with David Bowie. Just David, like, because, do you, do you remember that movie? Like, yes. It, I, the only thing that, I, I mean, first of all, David Bowie was, he was really odd. And I didn't know his music yet. So, but the thing was, the vortex was in the kid's closet. So it seemed so real. It seemed, you know what I mean? Like, I have a closet. There's, you know what I mean? Like there's, I'm a kid, uh, just that to the, the doorway to that insanity. I remember kind of creeping me out. Uh, but other than that, like it was more sports movies, like Hoosiers, Hoosiers when they win the game or like, like Rudy, Ugh, it's uh, or it's like anything to do with like, like incredible journey with the dogs. When I thought the dogs were going to, Oh, horrible. <laughs> Don't, you know, it's see- just like, why do that? I, it's like I. It's weird though. I get more choked up for if you're gonna hurt an animal on a movie. If a dog's about to die, but like I think maybe it's because you see so many people die. But something about a dog, you're like, oh, a dog's good. Oh, well, you know, and that's sorry, I'm back. I was just gonna throw some two cents in because I was gonna agree with Kirk. Like the episode or the movie Feel the Dreams when he gets to play catch with his dad still chokes me up to this day and i've seen that movie tons of times it's baseball and dads and yeah what's not to get choked up about you know it just did it i mean the music it's just it's it's yeah it's it's a great movie part of that is like when you when i'm watching a baseball game and i see somebody playing their first baseball game in the majors and their dad is sitting in the stands watching. And I'm just like, Oh, can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause all of the practices, all of the effort, all of the, you know, that guy support the thing. Cause it's such a, it's sort of, it's a, I mean, it's not like hitting the lottery, like where it's complete luck, but it's the percentages are so small to then that be your goal. And then you make it happen. And then you're, yeah, you the dad, your dad comes and watches you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. I'm, you know, a tear is forming. <laughs> yep. Too much to handle sometimes. That's for sure. So he said, it's okay if like, if a sports guy retires, it's okay to cry. I mean, it's, it's a sports guy retiring. All right. I can. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball, Kirk. <laughs> it's true. Unless in Little League and you get beaned. And, yeah, I don't What's Come on. If you're an 11-year-old and you take a curveball in the shoulder, come on. Can an 11-year-old cry? He, he's, he got zapped. All you got to right. walk it off like he didn't get Yeah, shot. but it's also an 11-year-old throwing the curveball. So it, I doubt it's going to have much oomph behind it. Well, it, hey, sometimes well, that's not the point. The point is you got hit and you're unhappy about it. It's not pleasant. I and or, now I gotta go to I gotta go to first base now. I'm fucking bleeding. Or, you know, I got you, you just <laughs> run into the wall trying to catch a ball. No, sports was a great sport. Like honestly, like when they don't keep score in sports, I don't like they because it's 
that's when you weren't le- learn about winning and losing. And sometimes you you do really well, but the team loses. You know what I mean? And it's like it's, I think that's a those are good life lessons. Uh, not to be like a kids got to compete and win and to the death, but it's just yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and it's okay. Um, I think. People, I don't think if people weren't into sports, I don't think they get the, the, there's a little beauty to it. There's a nice, um, I don't know, human character, human emotion kind of thing to it. You know what I mean? Chris, am I, am I crazy? No, absolutely not. Surprise, Chris didn't get the reference. I did. I was just <laughs> glossing over it. All right. What, what, re- did I made a reference? No. <laughs> No, John was making fun of me running into a wall chasing after a ball. Yeah, I ran into the fence, broke my arm. You broke your arm? Oh, and you didn't catch it? Oh, no, it was a home run. There was no reason for me to be running after it. Oh, okay. Just that, you know, that that picture of an outstretched (laughs) glove and just into the wall. So A for effort, C minus for execution. (laughs) It's good hustle. Good, Good pep, good pep. It's it's shit like that that you know. Why do I remember when or how Chris broke his arm the first time? Well, it's a big deal. I mean, how many times have you broke your arm? By the way, your first time. Uh, twice. What? The the other one or the same one? Same one. Twice. You really hated that arm. <laughs> you you were which which arm was it? It it was my left arm, which is protecting my right hand dominancy. Okay, so you're righty. So okay, so that's the weak hand. So screw that hand anyway. Okay, and it your offhand knows it knows it's number <laughs> two. It's like the VP of arms. Speaking well, of John, oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I only bring this up because I was actually talking with someone about it uh, at work. But in the nostalgia class, do you remember Chris us having uh, bike lanes as a kid? Oh, like, yeah, around the house, yep. No, we had to follow strict um, paths when we were riding our bikes in our, my grandmother's ranch, because it had a a U driveway around the house, and we would crash into each other so often that they made us stay in. Uh Like, you guys would crash cars. bikes into each other? You guys couldn't avoid a head-on collision with bikes, is what I'm saying, so, is that right? there was a tree. The reason why is there was a tree, and up the tree was one of the roots, and because cars kept driving over it, it was slightly angled, and it was about the only place that, if you got a good speed, you could get a little bit of a hop off of. There was a ramp. That was the ramp. Yeah, and it was kind of a blind corner, and we would Always crash into each other right there. I just picked it made, it made the coconut sound when you guys hit heads. You know, <laughs> you know, just because they're just empty. <laughs> well, certainly after all the crashes, it didn't help. Right, you know, a concussion never. I don't think that hurts. That doesn't help anybody. <laughs> I mean, I've got um, one more good story on bikes shoot so do you remember that summer that we decided to build our own bikes it may have just been me i think that was just you the fact that you made it out of popsicle sticks i found an odd (laughs) choice well i mean there was four of us or four boys and one girl so 
growing up, we had a bunch of bikes that were just broken or, you know, missing pieces here and there. So I took it upon myself to rebuild a bike completely. Well, not from scratch because I had all the parts, but, you know. You Franken- parted it out. It was like a, it was a, a bike junkyard and you yeah. decided the Frankenstein one. Spent, I, I would assume it was a day or two building the bike. And then when I went to go test it, um, I was hauling ass down the street. And Chris, do you remember that old barricade at the end of uh, end of that that crossroad? Did we lose Chris? Anyway, he, he might be he might be he might be drinking with the baby again. <laughs> so anyway, Kirk, there was a a road that wasn't it was supposed to be connected, but it wasn't. So they they split it up with this big barricade, like, you know, steel ropes and huge, heavy, uh, you know, don't continue driving down this. But yeah, you, yeah, barriers. Yeah. yeah. Big, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hauling ass down this road. And I realized something. I didn't uh, connect the brakes. No. Yo. Wah, wah, wah. I so went. Did you, have, did you have to Fred Flintstone it, or what did you? Do? <laughs> no, I just went head first straight into that barricade. Okay. Did you did you go ass over tea kettle? Did you go? Yeah, no, I, over the... I I went completely over the barricade. Because <laughs> yeah, it stopped though it the it stopped the bike, but you're so bam yeah you're... yeah no that was <laughs> that's a very funny. How old were you? What age? Uh... I was probably early teens. Okay. But to be honest, you're a father. If you saw that today, if you saw a 13-year-old do that, you would laugh. I'd Come record on. it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah go, go test the bike. Well, because they, they're, they're just, you know, they're flex. They're going to, you know what? I bet they'll be able to walk it off. You know what I mean? That They're young. So that's that's what happens. I think that's. Young people are, they're dumb and they, you know what I mean? They do well, dumb stuff. And you then learn they by doing. Back from it. Learn by doing. Don't do that again. But, <laughs> I, I've got when so... I When I do that, my bone sticks out of my skin. So, <laughs> um, note to self. It's... I've got so many scars from doing stupid stuff as a kid. Got a half moon scar on my uh, knee from trying to jump over a uh, bicycle. So I had didn't didn't work. Did you clip it with your feet and then you fell? No, I landed. If I, if I remember correctly, it, I think it was, didn't have wheels on it and it didn't have the seat. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I just tried to jump the bicycle. I used to do that stuff. We would line shit up in a line and then run and try and jump over all of it. Kind of long jumps, launch over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like long, long jump style. Well, one time I did not did not clear and just hit like the the saddle post right on my knee and have a nice, you know, scar from that now. Right. So, but I bet you didn't do that again. Oh no. <laughs> it happened often. Oh. Oh, as kids, well, I know I was. I I can't speak for Chris, but we used to jump over and off shit all the time. Like we had a uh, a barn on my grandmother's ranch that was easy to get onto, 
So we'd get onto the roof, which was, it was probably five feet off the ground. Cause it was, it was kind of like that sloped barn. So that the one edge was really low to the ground. Right. So the snow didn't get stuck up there, right? That's, that's why they have the slanty barns. Yeah. So we would be able to get onto the top and then the other side was probably a good 12, 15 feet. Yeah, probably maybe 10, 12 feet. And we'd jump off with like trash bags, jackets, you know, trying to. Like, Parachute it? Really? Yeah. That's, that's what it, all right. You're okay. No Superman capes? None of that? Just parachuting? No, just, just jumping off shit. I think the one and only time I've been completely knocked out, I was trying to jump over a fence in between uh, our yard and our neighbor's yard. And when I went to jump, granted, these were fences I used to jump all the time. I mistimed it, and one leg did not go over. And uh, I just ended up on my back and I don't remember landing on my back. I just remember waking up or just like being on my back. Yeah, I got, I had a concussion once and I lost my vision for like the same time. So it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't see. And like, they were probably like out of 18 hours. I remember maybe 15 minutes of it. Like it really kind of wipes you clean. <laughs> like that, uh, like, you got a concussion. I would assume I, like I said, I don't remember. I just remember not making the jump, my leg hitting the fence and then on my back. Wow. You should hashtag me too. Any, <laughs> any cows around there that were, <laughs> there's no live sock on the farm, right? No, what? Sorry. No li livestock. Oh, you know, Trying to trying to remember. It may have been chickens around that time. Chickens are the geese, possibly the buffalo. Why? What? What about since it's Father's Day? What about the idea of um, Father? Yes, Father's Day is uh, celebrating Father's Day is good, but like the day after Father's Day is the day that the, you thank all of the guys that didn't have kids. <laughs> What do you think? I mean, because it's like, look, good, there's a lot of good fathers out there. I'm not saying that, but there's also a lot of bad fathers. So it's like, you know, Ted Bundy's father, should we, yay, good for you did, no, boo, you did bad. You made a, you made a crappy one. So like the guy that doesn't make it, he should be celebrated too for like, look, I didn't, I didn't create a mess. As, as a father, does that, is that uh, eh. insulting your, your, your offspring? Well, no, because I mean, I would assume into the psychology of everything, good and bad people come from both sides of the coin. Sometimes you know. it's completely randomly. They had a nice childhood, blah, blah, blah. But the majority, it seems <laughs> like somebody uh, neglected or did something horrible to somebody. It's kind of, they went askew. Well, I, I would have, I mean, there's plenty of uh, uh, historical accounts for that, like Stalin. Uh, right. I bet he, I bet Stalin wasn't hugged a lot. No. <laughs> <Because> he, <laughs> right. So kind of like, so I don't know. 
and just like so fighting your your you're an organism you're you're supposed to make other things you're supposed to keep the thing going so to fight that urge just to go well maybe eh, hold back i don't know seems like that should be applauded nowadays because it seems crowded out there but i mean yes well and that's a growing movement too a lot of people are just not wanting kids I've seen a lot of, because um, granted, I, I, I want to say I spend some time on Reddit, not nearly as much as I used to, but uh, there's definitely a growing population of people that are just not wanting kids. Yeah, I did, and I think just a lot of people like they don't. I don't think they feel like they make enough money to feel like they could support because it's they seem expensive. And they well, seem time consuming and it seems like an energy suck. So it's like, unless you, it seems like you should be fired up to have kids as opposed to like, Oh crap, look at the financial mess. I just put myself in. It shouldn't be that way, but it seems like it kind of is becoming that way. Well, and if you look at a lot of the, um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I just read uh, a thread pretty much on that. It, it, granted, it was more of a meme, but <laughs> all right, a meme that counts. Well, it... <laughs> yeah, I, I won't go into the meme because it it's it's wasn't a pleasant meme. It was a thread about making fun of the people that made the meme, essentially. And uh, you know, the gist was, or not the gist, but the in the in the thread itself, it was talking about how. You know, as society gets more advanced and, you know, like we are, medicine becomes a big factor. Like, even back in the 20s, people had lots of kids because you didn't know how many were going to survive. Yeah, child, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a history buff, so, like, reading biographies of, like, presidents and, like, how many of them lost children. So these are the most powerful, famous people and they're still losing occasional kids to, you know, a horrible disease that they hadn't figured out yet. Yeah. Well, and that, that's just it. But now that we have the medicine, you know, you don't need seven kids and hope that a few of them survive. Right. You were working on a farm and you needed some help, too. You needed some backup to, you know, like that's honestly like there's a bit of a, a little child labor niche to it. But you were working to feed yourself. So it was all right. Yeah. And then the other part of it was absolutely the economy. Because, yes, you're right. Kids are expensive. Um, I mean, my kids are a little spoiled, but they uh... – Well, it, and not for no, – it seems like parents aren't mean to their kids anymore. It seems like parents are trying to become friends with their kids, and there doesn't – like – it's not like you got to do physical violence or something, but it seems more of like a, a buddy partner. Hey, let's go. It's do this. Like there's a question mark, which there seemed to be. There was more orders barked back in the day. It oh, seems yes. like the, it seems, it seems like it's getting watered down um, as an outsider, as a Jane Goodall watching the species, you know, as an outside observer, it seems like, no one is telling kids they do anything wrong, and that's well, bothersome. I I don't think that, because you know, 
my kids, and I'll talk about them, but they get told they're doing something wrong all the time. Um, because they're new, they're they need to. They haven't learned the ropes yeah. yet. That's your, your that's what you're. But, you're like the referee. Hey, don't do that. Yeah, I just don't think it's getting to the point of. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, I can't think of a good way to describe this. <laughs> like what you're saying, I I think a lot of it's taking place in home instead of public. You know, you're not having kids drug out to the car because they're acting up, necessarily. Right. But, uh, no, it just, it seems like, uh, like I say, it doesn't need to be, uh, I don't know, like, it's, you're not supposed to hit them or something, but it just seems kind of like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I see well, what you're saying. And, and uh, like, and like, I, I'm not you. I know you're not a like the sport. I think the sports metaphor, like, basically, like they're using sticky stuff, and it's giving them an unfair advantage. But these guys are 27, so they grew up in the 90s, where the it's this the sort of the the kid could do no wrong, or that. So you mix that with sports guy who gets to slide because hey, he can throw a ball well, so we can round his grades up and stuff like that this entitlement and then you go well you know you're cheating with that sticky stuff and then he's mad that you're asking him to not use it and then he's gonna he because he hurts himself because he has to throw different because he was cheating i think he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong because no one has ever told him he's done anything wrong yeah i mean yes i see what you're saying and i, and I agree with it to an extent but <clears throat> You know, I, I think that most people, especially ones that know the rules and still choose to bend them. Because, I mean, realistically, Do you if we're going to talk feel about... Bad? Do you think they feel bad? Because like, to me, I think it's just the the competition uh, well, need to win. This is and that's just millions it. of dollars. And I think that's what it is. Like, I, look, did I get the W? Did I get millions of dollars? Then I'm good. It's sort of that... The reality star person who acts like a complete asshole douchebag, but they get famous doing it. It seems like you, hopefully you'd feel bad a little bit about promoting that douchey behavior, you know? Well, I mean, there are people that do and people that don't. But as far as the sports go, I, I think it is just the, I would guarantee you if they were to seriously look at any major sporting team, Every single one of them cheats in some way or form. Right. It's just it, Tour de France, the, the doping, everybody does it. The Olympic game, everybody's trying to, the, 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 they're trying to get that extra edge. So they're working on a new supplement that's kind of like steroids, but doesn't detect steroids. You know what I mean? Like it's almost yeah. like who has the best chemist. And it's, it's, I can see why the fans, I think some fans just go, well, if you're going to dope, just who let everybody do it. And yeah. then oh. let's just see who the best doper. If everybody is getting the same advantage, then it's every it's everybody's technically even again. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on that fence too. Where you know what? If uh, if imagine if they were to let anyone or you know baseball team or baseball players, I should say, you know, do whatever they need to do to win. Could you imagine like 
steroided up ball games. Right. It's going to go back to, yeah. I mean, the, the pitchers are using the sticky stuff. They're roided up and it's just like, let's go. Let's see. Let's, you know, let's see who mixes it. It's, it's no holds sad, barred baseball. Kind of. Yeah. It's almost like a video game at that. Well, and like I said, at, at a certain point, it's like, they're going to be replaced by robots. I really think, you know, like if you're only caring about home runs and like, it's got to have a lot of uh, runs to keep the, the fans entertained. Then just have, you know, robot. It almost becomes like softball, but they're just with, ro- you know, robotic arms. And then once and again, Americans are put out of jobs because of <laughs> robots. But it's entertaining. You know, it's funny. I, I'm sure you have never watched, or I think I remember you saying you've watched a Futurama here and there. Yeah. But yeah, one of the things they deal with was with baseball. And the whole shtick of the the episode was how baseball was getting was getting boring. So they started, you know, implementing different things, and eventually it got to robots, and you know, that sort yeah. of just like bizarre, almost like. Well, once it gets to a certain point, it's just like if if all you want is to see home runs fly out, then you know it's like they're they're manufacturing it that way anyway. It's like they're warping the game to make it that way. I don't know. It's almost like I don't know. It's I'm not saying it's becoming like it's not as bad as wrestling, like where it's fake, but it's kind of like. Eh. Well, I don't know. It's just not the old timey baseball I grew up with, and I sound like an old man saying that, but <laughs> it's true. It's just, well, it's not like old timey baseball. And, and yeah, it's wrestling is a good re- example. Reminiscing. Yeah. Hey, you, you know what? This ties in perfectly with the nostalgia thing. Cause like yeah. sports is a big, there's certain sport things you remember. Oh yeah. I mean, granted, I, I was big baseball. We always used to play baseball until middle school. Well, who was your t- in Colorado growing up? If you because you get you didn't have the team yet, right? When you were growing up, like who was your who was your team? Uh, Rockies came in in what ninety five, ninety four, somewhere no. around there. Yeah, because then... did I hear Chris? Yeah, <laughs> I 19... hope I heard Chris because he would know. Nineteen ninety three. It was okay. okay the early nineties. So, like Chris, before the Rockies came, who was your team in Colorado? Was it just who was close? I don't. Um, I, I was young at that. I point. was going to say, yeah, Chris was. I think our first, because I mean, we all played Little League. That was something that uh, we did. Pretty much every summer was got put yeah, into Little was, League. It was a basic. What I can tell you, Kirk, is I used to watch the Cubs and the Bears because they were all Cubs and the Braves because they were always on television. I was oh, going to yeah. say the WGN. WGN and TVS, totally. Skip Skip Carey and Harry Carey. So, that was kind of the kind of the thing. So, how but did was... the bottle go? Did you finish your 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 bottle? Wink, wink. <laughs> he knows you. That's, okay. So, the listening while Ben was eating and it's actually going to tie that back all together with uh, you guys were talking about laziness and robots and I wanted to talk tonight about how 
uh, Amazon had a basically a story that said they didn't have it. It was written about them that said literally Amazon thinks that people are lazy, so they're trying their best to automate every warehouse so that they don't have to put up with people anymore. Yeah. John, do you want to like because I work there, so I, I got a lot to say, but do you want to chime in first? Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall. They've been trying to do this forever. Boston Dynamics is building the the warehouse robot. If you look at the some of the warehouses in, I want to say it's Japan or Korea, but they have um, networks of robots that are all over and do the majority of the work. So yeah, no, writing's on the wall. It's coming. Yeah, I mean, when I worked there, and I was, it was several years ago. I, I, I forget what. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. But when I was there, they would literally they working in those warehouses. They're set up in rows and columns in a way where they're like, look, we're we set it up this way because we're working on uh, designing robots that can just fly up and down the aisle, so you you know you don't have to be here. Tech. I mean, they were showing. They were kind of like, oh, that's why you set it up. We're working on this technology to automate your job away. And then, yeah, the thing of, when I worked there, I... I don't work here anymore. You can sign this piece of paper and we'll give you uh, $2,000, but you can never work here again. Like, it was almost like a scare tactic. Like, if you didn't think you could get a better job than that, which is sad that 14 bucks an hour was killing it, but people, I was one of the few people that took that out. But they, it's like they want to flip you. There's always, it's like shark teeth. There's always a group of, like, 19-year-olds who are young enough to do that job. So what do they care? They don't have to well, promote you. They're just going to turn you and burn you. And that's funny you say that because I was reading an article earlier this week that said that they're running out of... Uh, potential employees. They're burning there, through them too a, quick. There's a lot of them, and there's a... Yeah, they... You'd be surprised... If you asked... It's almost like Kevin Bacon. I If you talk to enough of your friends, you know somebody who's somebody who has worked at Amazon Warehouse. And you've had somebody tell you if you're job hunting, you should... I've heard Amazon's hiring. But it's become... If you can not Uber or work at Amazon Warehouse when you die, you should get high fives. You you did well, yeah. Or better better than some, because <laughs> so it kind of seems like they're going to run into a a pickle where they are forced to use robots, not necessarily that they want to use robots because they're going to eat up their applicants too fast, and then they're going to have to find another way to do the work. Well, I mean, they'll eventually you know loosen up or do something to improve, but yeah, you're right. It, it's getting to the point where they're going to burn through the available, uh, potentially burn through the available job pool before. Because, and it's it's not, it's not. I mean, not to, it's not physically. It's not sitting. You're not sitting down. You're moving and walking and like. Oh, it's break time. We got to walk eight minutes to get to the break room. And then when we get there, we have three minutes of break because we got to walk back because we know the bell's ringing and like they're clocking you. And then like they set these insane standards of like uh, just to make you feel bad. So you're not making you're not you're not doing good. So I got to do, go harder. Like it's such a 
Charlie Chaplin going through the the gear, the grind of a, you know, that machine. You're just a machine. You're just, you're not a person. You're a machine. Well, you're what they want to be the machine. The problem is, is yeah, people get, can't do that constantly. Yeah. People break down. People aren't, you know what I mean? You got to bum. It's, I don't know. Your knee hurts one time, or you you gotta go pee, or you know, like Jesus Christ, like the, just treat, the lack of breathing room is staggering. You know, they could apply the simple, you know, treat people decently. This is a corporate shareholders, baby. It's all about the stockholders. You got to turn a profit. It's not my fault. I'm a horrible prick. Look at that profit <laughs> we made. Like I, honestly, I, it's just at a certain like, how much money do you need, you greedy cocksuckers? Come on, like. How all many billion? God damn it. It's at a certain, like, is your goal to have, yeah, like, if you, like, and just, if you have all of the money, we can't buy the shit you make anymore. So what did you do? You ruined your business, which I guess is your big thing. But it's just disgusting. It's, it's all short-sighted. Because it's, it's not about future generations. It's all about current. Yeah. That, that's the way I view it. Capitalism at its finest, gentlemen, and I'll support it till the day I die. But eh. oh. <laughs> you make eight billion dollars. We got to make more. Are you addicted? You're like a heroin addict, but it's money. Like it seems like a disease. It is, and it's success, and it's anyway. We don't have to talk about that. But All right. uh, <laughs> um, I do want to. I was going to do this a little earlier in the show, but I of course got distracted um i wanted to do a new thing which is uh listeners question of the week Ooh, yeah question of the week we had a question last week and we have another question this week so i will go ahead and throw it out there and anyone who wants to respond can do so also Um, if you would like to ask a question just leave a comment on message us on twitter Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Twitch. Our email is fusedrelativity at gmail.com if that's how you choose to get reach us. Give us questions. Carrier pigeons. We take carrier pigeons. <laughs> Send it by carrier pigeon. Yeah, well, you get you get bonus points if you do that. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Don't send a hawk. It might the, the <laughs> hawk. See, if I, I don't have, you know, if I don't have the glove handy, it's gonna, it's not gonna go. Like, I, and it's a cool hawk, but ow. All right. So our question this week is: the Ingenuity helicopter, which we talked a lot about in the beginning of this show, has seemed to lose some of its relevancy as far as media coverage. And the question is, is why is that? Well, I mean, there's a uh, there's a de- bunch of different ways you could look at it. Um, much like with most Mars rovers, some people forget they even exist until they go offline. Like, see, and I'm going to completely forget the name because I don't remember the name of the rover that went offline. Um, Eddie, was it? It wasn't Curiosity, was it? No, Curiosity's still going. It it was the one before Curiosity. Pinpot. But but see, that's the point. Is 
these are oh it was yeah i don't know nobody knows it was even even you don't yeah. know it's aside you like you john space it you was opportunity know. was the rover but see, that went down that's that's my point is these are you know the most advanced things we have done by and large is getting rovers to another planet and i think the biggest problem is they're not there for any other reason except science. And the vast majority of people don't care about science. It's not sexy enough. There's no drama. There's no if somehow, I don't know, Paris Hilton was drunk up there. They'd, well, they'd be interested. I mean, just look at the look at the amount of media attention, something like, do you remember when there was that contest to send I can't remember how many, but send people to Mars and there was a contest to that was going to be held to pick the people that would go and it was going to be a reality TV series oh so TV was involved so then people showed up oh they had like thousands and thousands of applicants it's it's desperate actors looking to put something on their reel like it's like like when I would I would uh when I was doing comedy traveling the road, I'd, I'd go in these kind of B-room clubs and they'd have all the headshots of the comedians and they'd have a special section for the comedians that actually were famous. But there was a huge wall of people you had no idea. But some of them were like, he was wearing a Budweiser hat. Like, oh yeah, he did a commercial once. And so it's just like, it's like any bit of notoriety, they can, you, you can then, you have to magnify and bankroll into, uh, I'm, an, I'm a big celebrity now, even though you didn't do anything. But, Science is boring to people. So I feel well, your pain. And that's that was kind of my point was there was a ton of media attention and a ton of criticism for this show that was going to try and send people to Mars. But the actual, you know, planned Mars missions barely got anything because there was no drama. And, and I think that's a big factor of it is the rover made it. And it didn't crash. That was that was what drove a lot of media attention was to see if the rover crashed. Right. Then there was still, you know, that tension and drama around ingenuity, seeing if it would take off. And, and another good example of this would be uh, the Falcon Nines and landing on the barges, because SpaceX. I mean, that was kind of their goal at the beginning was. To make rocket landings so routine, they're not interesting anymore. Right, and well, but the 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 people doing the countdowns, like when you hear them do, like they're tearing up still. They're really, they're really. If they're that excited that they pulled it off, it's and nobody. It seems like more people should be well, like, "Wow, that was impressive." Because these 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 really smart scientists guys are very excited about what they just did. Well, and because that's their work. That's their passion. They, they, they yeah. to do it for, I mean, just that amount of dense math or whatever you got to do, but there's got to be some other, yeah, some, <laughs> there's got to be some love and passion just to put, I mean, the years to learn how to do that. seems like you're all in. Well, and that's a big thing is when something's routine, like, yeah, ingenuity has been flying around and it's had a few hiccups here and there, but it's, it's still working. And it's working better than it's supposed to. So there's no 
There's no drama. There's no tension anymore. Sure, we'll get it. It'll buzz back up when an ingenuity finally stops working. But yeah, it's all yeah, the hype I, from it is people, is gone. People get people get it. Kind of they just it they get a little desensitized. Just I don't know, like first baseball guy to hit three hundred, and then everyone's like, oh okay, yeah, that's just a thing now. Yeah, it's just not it's not as big of a deal. So some of the the luster wears off, and I don't know, and I think people, things kind of in society go up and down. They fit, like for a while, chess was huge or something like that. And for oh, a while, you know, science, so it's, it's, or just what, like when Bobby Fischer, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I think stuff goes in kind of waves of people are, it, are really interested and then it kind of goes down. It's funny you mentioned chess because chess is actually on the rise again. Is it? Well, I, I meant during isolation and lockdown, it seems like a, uh, I think a lot of people, especially do it over the computer, but, you know. Yeah, and like that's the, the online the online gambling same thing. Do it on the computer. Yeah, and that's a driving force behind it. Is yeah the I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to bring up another example, but I don't know how connected or you know how much you paid attention back when um there was two YouTube personalities, well one company and one personality that were trying to reach a hundred million subscribers. First time ever, you know, getting to that point. And for the months leading up to the, them getting to a hundred million, it was almost all you would see is either people in support or, you know, it was just all over the place. And then afterwards, nothing. Right. Well, and, and like also too, like, I, I, I've never seen it. I don't know what they did, but I'm guessing you spent all of your time on the marketing and you, your product was shit. I'm just, you know, that happens so much where you work on a glossy flyer for your band show, your comedy show or whatever, and you spend zero thought into the actual performance or show of it. And then people see a bad show. So like, oh, good. I'm glad I came to that. That well, was horrible. But at the end of the day, sure, the people got screwed out of a good show, but the people doing the marketing got paid. That it seems like in showbiz, that like the uh, you hear people talk about it's like it's it's almost seems like it's like you're dealing with the casino where the the production company is gonna win. They're gonna outlawer you, and they're going to you know uh, pay you minimal or steal i would steal your idea like it just seems like a very and it just seems like it's like well that's just that's how it is it's it's the entertainment business that's just what happens well and yeah and that's that's the sad truth of it all is like let's take twitch for example right now uh music companies have a massive problem with twitch because they're live streaming, you know, people that have been live streaming for years use usually play music when they're playing games or, you know, whatever. So they're trying to get royalties from yes. being in the background. Oh, geez. Yes. But the music company, uh, the music industry as a whole has always been horrific. Well, from Yeah. From the record, the fifties, payola. Yeah. I mean, it just, it keeps, it's just they, transition. It keeps up with the technology, but it finds a way to be terrible. Like they just want money. That's all yes. they care about. 
it's a bit it's a corporation it's a business baby like if they or, could find out a, like if they had a way to sue people that had boom boxes sitting outside they would you're illegal illegally sharing that well i remember yeah. when i was in, when i hit college uh napster just showed up and i went to a college campus that had like ethernet uh-huh. which was kind of a new thing at the time so just the amount of free music i was had access to that i it was re- like i it was cool it was really really neat because it was sort of the uh just the, the beginning the you know what i mean like the catching the wave of something that i didn't maybe i didn't realize at the time but I, that was sort of one of the first things where file sharing through ethernet on college campuses through napster really spread a lot of music well yeah and i i remember napster too i remember downloading a ton of songs i think a lot of the songs i have that i still have were from days of napster because you could burn them on CD too. Like that was, I yeah. think that was the first where you could transfer it, and you know it wasn't like a cassette where it would. Yeah, it, you could put them on CD. It was digital, so the quality was bam, just just a blue file. By the way, this is a little obscure, but as a computer guy, you know when they have the you're transferring a file and they have it like the folder, the vanilla folder on one side and the middle folder on the other side. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. When the file, when the paper flies and it like makes it to it, like, do you feel like a bit of satisfaction? Like, oh, good, it made it. Like, I always, <laughs> it's like the, the, the Chuck Norris uh, missing in action where he was like a POW in Vietnam, you know, like where they're escaping. I always like, that's what I picture. It's like, oh, the Vietnam vet made it to the thing. But like when it, it, it finishes, like it's 100% and it's like halfway. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it didn't make it, didn't make it to the boat. Well, that's like, um, uh, the DVD menu when it hits just in the corner. <laughs> well, hey, I guess Chris had to come back. Do you want to do? Uh, I, I had an idea for Kirk's corner, so it was supposed to be you, you and Chris. But I'm still here. I'm just. Oh, oh <laughs> look at that! So yes, yeah, so let's jump over to Kirk's corner. And do we have what... anything new? Do we have any? Oh, just wait. Oh. All right, it looks like the goose has a shiv. <laughs> that, that's clearly a shiv. That's a that's a very oh, he smuggled it in for a pack of Marlboros. The goose <laughs> got a shiv, and look, we had like a thirstbuster. Looks like we went to the we went to the, the local convenience store, the Seven Eleven, the Circle K, if you will, I, in, in Colorado. I don't know the the Moose Mart. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you haven't noticed something else. Uh, what if I'm? Uh... It's not in is the that... room. Yeah. I, well, that I... kind of makes it hard. Uh, the the the, tree, the grass, the trees. What? Something happened to the tree. So, uh, okay, I'll have to explain this one. Back when we started Kirk's Corner, you had made a joke about lawn mowing. Okay. Oh, that's what I thought. The grass is like super long. It's above the window now. Oh, you've been growing the grass each time. Yes, oh, that's that's a funny. That's <laughs> that's I, like I, that's like that's like a highlights joke. What like what changed? What's different? You're like, oh, the grass. That's a nice. Kirk <laughs> highlights. That's a good nostalgia reference too. Kirk, you need to manicure. All right. <laughs> To, uh, you know what? I'll go. 
I need to get a borrow lawnmower. We'll get on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's real. I'm really slacking there. There's no way I'm finding dog poop in that. That is, that is once that dog poop is there, it's it's getting run over by a lawnmower. Ugh. And yes, John, that does look like a shiv, and I hope that is a shiv because that that was the entire point. Yes. Is it? <laughs> he's got that look in his eye. Look at him. He's got, he's a murderer. You can tell it. Look at him. he's cold blooded. He bites into you. It's like a doll's eyes. Okay, Joss. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right, Kirk, take it away. Okay, so my idea was I thought I'd like to play a game with uh, Chris and John, and it's called uh, uh, "What Do You Do?" So, like, I'll present a situation that is hack. Actually, I've and and see how they would respond, and then I'll chime in with how it actually turned out. So it's sort of like a choose your own adventure. There's a bit. It's fun. You'll you'll get it. You'll understand. You guys got it? Okay, so here we go. The first one, um okay. Okay, here's the thing. You're okay, you're putting you're you're putting on your sock on your way to work. Okay? You got the left sock on, fine. As you're pulling the right sock on, it rips. What do you do? You have one sock on, you have another ripped sock on, but you gotta go to work. What do you do? You know, you say this. This has actually happened to me. So, so yes. <laughs> what did you? What did? Perfect. What did you do? I usually just wear the sock. You leave the rip sock on. Well, That's it depends on where it went, rips. Okay. You're like, look. It's got. To, I'll deal with it later. I'll throw it away. It's already on. So it, it's more. I'm. Yeah. I'm lazy. Don't want to take it back off or. No, Chris, you, you're on your feet. So you're a, seems like I, you might have a different answer. Like, you know, what, come uh, on, you rip a sock. What do you do? I would probably wear the ripped sock and then buy socks on my lunch break. So there's no other good socks in the house. That, so that one ripped. So you guys are the same. You guys would leave it on. You would wear the ripped sock. You would just muster through it. You know what? It's it's boot on skin contact. I'll get a blister. I don't care. It's a ripped sock. It's already on. Yeah, I think it, so. Well, and this is from most of my socks that are that you know I use. I go through socks like crazy because I am always on my feet. Um. For reference, I do like walk around thirty kilometers just at work alone, and the kegels. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, having holes in the sock, like coming home and no there's good. just a massive hole in the, my sock, that's normal. Okay. Well, the, the correct. So what I did when I I was planting trees at a nursery, I did that. What I did was I removed the rip sock because it was. I was on my feet all day, and then I put on a different sock, and the old crusty maintenance guys noticed that I was wearing two different socks and busted my balls, where I'm like, what are the, you Joan Rivers? You're the fashion police here? Like, I'm planting trees. Like, I'm not, I, oh, I'm sorry I didn't impress you with my sex appeal with my matching socks. This, I, it would be dumb to remove the one that was already on and then put on a matching set. You know, that's that sock's already there. Why take it off? I mean, I can see both ways. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fashion five hundred plate. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Like, yeah, the sock it's a was sock. working. It was. It was keeping my foot from stinking up my boot. 
it did its job, you know, like it, it wasn't a fashion plate. Oh, the the faux pas of the, the I wore white after Labor Day. <laughs> Kirk. Yes. What's the next one? Do we? Okay, the next one. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, imagine yourself. Okay, so you're a hotel bellman and you're working a swing shift. So essentially you, you worked all night and then you got to wake up at six in the morning, be at work at six in the morning. So the hotel lets you stay in a room, like it lets you sleep there so you don't have to drive back. So it's nice. But you've sweated, you're stinky, your only uniform smells horrible. Chris, I think you can relate. It smells horrible all the time. But so that's your only uniform and you got to work the next day. So what do you do? What do you do with one stinky uniform? What's your solution? Lots of deodorant. You're lots of deodorant. Okay, so you double it up on that. I'm going to go with like Old Spice body spray. Okay, so just kind of just cover it up. Just there you go. It's essentially, that, it's hard not to see Axe body spray and think of Lysol. Because Lysol <laughs> was the first aerosol thing that made stuff smell better. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, it's just like you're, you're, you're killing germs and you're trying to kill the ladies at the club. <laughs> I mean, if it's if if we're being real, I just roll with the stink because that's how I roll. That's how you but, roll. Yeah. But oh. you know, okay. So well, that, that's hey. and I've been in this situation before too, where I've ended up having to sleep at the hospital. Right. Well, Dude, uh, okay. So, well, yeah, let me tell you. Here's my here's okay. Here's my buddy. He taught. Here's his solution. He. What he decided to do instead of like like uh, washing it or going to try to do laundry, he decided to basically take a shower with his uniform on, Ooh. and then just rub soap on it. Like I wish, like this was his actual. And then he thought he would just clean it up that way, and then just rinse it off, and then hang it over the thing, and it would just dry because it's Arizona, and it would just dry it out. So he tried to take a shower with his uniform on. And do you guys did it? You want to know if it worked or not? I'm gonna guess yeah, no. No, <laughs> it did not. It did not dry quick enough, and he had to squish and slosh around for the first four hours of his driving people and shuffling around just in soaky, soggy. <laughs> See, that would probably well. I, I wouldn't say it would work. Scrubs are very water resistant. Like I've spilled water on myself multiple times in my car, and it usually dries immediately. Yeah, well, you work at the, okay. Here's my theory too, because like I think I always think I would I should try to date nurses because they you know they like they wear scrubs and they it's nice, but they've seen a lot of disgusting stuff. So in comparison, I'm not that bad. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's a solid theory. Yeah, I mean. They've seen horrible. I'm not as vile as that, so I and I look. It's a comparison thing. I or mean, they could say, "Man, I deal with gross things all day long." Last thing I need is another gross thing. Get away from me. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Fairness, my wife puts up with me, and I look like I'm half dead half the time. Yeah, Uncle Fester called and he said, stop, you're stealing my look. 
I, I know this is a little off topic, but this just reminded me of, well, speaking I, of, let's go a little. Yeah, well, I think Kirk's corner is um, done. We spent well, a lot of... well, it, it kind of relates to what we were just talking about, but I'll switch over. Um, oh, I didn't hold on. Um, while I'm doing this, I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah, I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, at the hospital, when me and my wife first got together, she had this blanket that we'd used. Wait, that's what you met at the hospital? No, no, no. Oh. I, I'm just saying, when I was at the hospital. Anyway, this blanket was a blue blanket. And uh, as you both have seen, I look very undead half the time with the, the dark circles and everything. Well, this blanket was turning me blue. So not only did I have the dark circles, but I always also had this like gray blue tint all over from this blanket. That's a little creepy. <laughs> and it wasn't until I think I was at a trauma when one of my coworkers was like, why are you blue? Huh. <laughs> and then we, I realized that it was probably the blanket that was uh, slowly turning me into a smurf. That'll well, happen. Yep. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Well, Kirk, did you, I think you did send over, you have an off topic this week. Well, there's two of them. If you guys don't have, have you got, basically there was, uh, this giant, uh, white snake was found in Canada, Manitoba, Canada. And uh, it was loose, and it was just roaming, like, neighborhoods. So they called the police. But uh, I just wanted to know, is this love? That's <laughs> what the snake wanted to know. And uh, when reached for comment, the snake, uh, he said, uh, here I go again. <laughs> uh, white snake. Well, and, and I, I saw that. See, I know, Chris, you're not big into... Uh... Reptiles. No, oh, fuck them. <laughs> but me and my, I, I got my kids into reptiles. We both have, they both have, um, uh, geckos. I'm trying to think of the actual name and I can't remember what it is, but <clears throat> Susan. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw that and my immediately first, my first thought was, oh, it's just an albino snake. Which I think is was accurate because uh, a lot of the channels me and my girls watch, they deal with like reptile breeding and getting those like albino snakes and uh, all the different morphologies that come from them. Right, yeah. and they get they get promoted faster than other snakes, so it's just offensive. <laughs> On June, uh, on June, yeah. Juneteenth. Why would bum, I do that? Bum, bum. Okay, one more. Okay, so the other funny. This is this is. Let's silly it up. There was a guy in Nebraska who skydived. He dove out of a plane sixty times naked, and this was a world record. First of all, that was the other record was twenty. In fact, somebody did this before. But I think what he set the record for was um, he had the highest number of getting pummeled by his nutsack because huh. um, he was 70 and it, uh, it could stretch. So uh, he, he teabagged oh. himself and he, he got into oh. the, he got into the, no, 
Did I, I paint I don't a bad want, mental picture? I was going to say, I don't want that picture. <laughs> See, that's on it. Like, come on. The beauty with words, I just grossed you out. Of all of the things you've seen, the videos, the beheadings, the horrible stuff, just with words, you went, ugh. There's, there's a little bit of... I, I only say that because it's, <laughs> there's a video out there of exactly that. It might even oh, be the same. Well, not not like a speed bag. Not <laughs> not that. Kirk, it's that's not, just nuts. It's but it's the, just, yeah, that that's that's not your background on your computer. That's not my screensaver, people. Okay, because it isn't. I changed it. Yeah, the whole <laughs> naked skydiving thing. That's there's plenty of videos that have it made takes their rounds. A lot of balls. <laughs> Be, like is anybody else like afraid to skydive because like you've seen bit like there's a like you'd pee yourself or but just shit yourself just on like oh my god i'm jumping out of a plane and just and then you're just like it seems like that'd be a normal thing to, to to poop yourself out of fear of jumping out of a plane stay on the solid ground thank you very much there you <laughs> go it's safer in this yeah you're not you're not gonna <laughs> You're not going to plummet to your death if you stay on the ground. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap us up, guys. Uh, I still. Oh, gotta... sorry. I was just sorry. What it was in Nebraska, so he was showing off his Lincoln log. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to before. All right, I didn't mean to interrupt. Last that's the last. One. That's yeah. the last thing I'll say. Well, I think that will wrap us up. I'm going to go uh, get this baby tucked in. Um, Sorry, I missed a little bit of the show tonight, but guess what? We'll be back next week with another show. So until then, uh, Chris signing off with John and Kirk. I hope everybody has a good evening. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs>